Welcome everyone to The Gathering Movement, where we gather our minds, discuss, and riff on topics like spirituality, leadership, energetics, and metaphysics, all from the realm of unlimited potentiality. It is really my greatest hope for all who listen to this show that you leave here being reminded of what is possible for you. Let's jump in. This episode with Joy Ruggiero was amazing and I love her. Her mission in this world is so, so clear. I love the way that she is blending fitness, movement, exercise, connection to our physical body and beyond uh, because in Kundalini Yoga, we have 10 bodies and she's blending this with a spiritual practice and I've had this feeling so many times myself during maybe a really challenging race or a really hard workout, this expansion that's beyond the physical. And I'm sure if you're you're listening, you felt that as well. So inside this episode, we dove into fitness as a spiritual practice, uh, how this trillion dollar fitness industry is changing, right? More and more celebrities are getting into fitness, becoming coaches, etc. We talked about how fitness and kundalini yoga specifically exercises all 10 bodies and that's why we get this different feeling we talked about the power of the breath we talked about manifestation through working out and we talked about her program and platform that's called the manifestation workout really cool stuff that joy is doing she is such a leader in this world right now so heart-centered. I think I could talk to her forever, so I know that you all are going to enjoy this episode so much, just as I did. I can't wait to have another episode with Joy. So let's jump in. Welcome, Joy, to the show. I'm so excited and grateful to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for the invitation welcome so it's funny this is episode probably 65 and I don't think we've talked about the physical body so much on this show and its connection to spirituality um, all of that so I'm looking forward to diving into this from a little bit of a different perspective today yeah well it's funny I think that a lot of you know when we're talking about more uh, subtle energy when we're talking about more like esoterica and spirituality and things like that i think that it's a common uh happening that the physical body kind of gets left to the wayside because you can you can have all these really cool mystical experiences like and uh you know with with very little exposure you know a lot of times like if you take a kundalini yoga class i've heard this many times people will have you know like these really amazing and enlightening um you know if that's not a dirty word <laughs> experiences <laughs> um just you know just doing cat cow right mm-hmm. but um i think that a lot of times we forget like the physical body is the is the vehicle right like that's how we have those experiences so uh, I'm half so happy to talk about that (laughs) yeah totally and I even think back to like the koshas and the the densest body is the physical anamaya kosha it's it's how we go deeper and kundalini allows us to do that as well right we start with a lot of the physical movement to then go deeper into the practice into our body into these other layers or bodies right Mm -hmm. totally absolutely so yeah in, in the kundalini lineage 
and teachings, the, the we have ten bodies, and the fifth is the is the physical body, and each of those, you know, each of those bodies has its own uh, personality and you know its own uh, thing that it's giving you, but really, it's you know the fifth body is your access panel. It's your way in. It's it's what we were given to allow us to practice, uh, you know, Ayurveda or yoga or you know uh, walking through the forest meditation, whatever your meditation is, it doesn't have to be yoga. Um, the physical body is the the way that you get to practice it, regardless of what abilities it has, you know? Yeah, totally. So I'd love to start with a little bit more of your upbringing uh, and how you first started to realize that the body was going to be kind of your pathway to your purpose and what you were meant to share on the planet. Oh my gosh, this is a really good question right now because I'm in a spot in my life and career where I'm I'm doing a lot of reflecting on that mm. and it's blowing my mind. <laughs> of course. It's blowing my mind, of course. I'm just like, wow, like I really spent a well, I will say this. I really spent a lot of time and trying to ignore uh, my like what I was supposed to do and how I was supposed to do it because I was afraid that it was somehow unrealistic or you know all of the reasons that we that we make up to uh, sort of block ourselves. Um, but I, I grew up uh, in the lineage of Kundalini Yoga. My mom has been practicing since the 70s. And so it was always a part of my physical and spiritual upbringing. Like we would go to sadhana at four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would we would practice the yoga um, before school. And all of that kind of stuff was always just a part of my Uh, I always say my physical vernacular, right? Like it was just kind of in my vocabulary in terms of how, uh, how we move as human beings. And, you know, at an early age, I wasn't necessarily thinking about like the profound ramifications of Kundalini Yoga as a, as a devotional practice. Um, And so the physicality of it was always a thing that, that was just, it just made sense to me, you know, it was just like, and that's what we do. You know, if you're feeling anxious, do a little bit of breath of fire. That's what we do. Doesn't everybody do that? <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> of course, you need a little energy, just a breath of fire. Um, so, a, a supplementary to that, I, I trained as a dancer as an early age because that's what I thought I wanted to do. I wanted to dance. I knew um, from the time I was three years old that how I moved through space was important. And, and I wanted to train that ability of movement. And I kind of clung to that idea that I was going to be somehow a dancer for most of my adolescence and into early, early adulthood when I moved to New York City and realized that, um, that I didn't want to be a professional dancer, <laughs> that that life was not the life for me. And so I fell into fitness, uh, physical fitness, and in a way that was very uh, easy and and um, just it was, yeah, I just fell into it. It was just the, a job presented itself to me that was the perfect job for me. It was a dance-based fitness kind of uh, method, and it allowed me to to use my body to inspire other people. And that was when I started to get the sort of whispers of how can I make, you know, my true 
calling, which is to uplift and inspire others through movement, how can I make that a reality and a job? Um, and so I started working out, <laughs> started working out every day. And I kind of laugh because I'm not like a huge fitness person. Like if you ask me <laughs> what I want to do on a Sunday, my answer is not work out. <laughs> <laughs> but because of, because I have such a deep devotion to my body and how it moves, uh, fitness really was, was the right, was the right uh, way for me to go. Um, but I would say that very quickly in my fitness career, I grew sort of um, disenchanted with the superficiality of it, right? Mm -hmm. So I had had this exposure to the deeper sort of subtle meaning and ramifications of movement through Kundalini yoga. And I had had the exposure to the, just the raw animal energy of, you know, a physical workout that, um, you know, should also not be discounted. Uh, but I needed to find some way to merge the two because it just wasn't enough for me to work out to look good you know, to, to, to make my body look different. I needed to be able to transcend that experience into something deeper and more meaningful and more devotional. And so I, I, and I think dancers do this anyway. I think that anybody who has training in dance, it's kind of like you're, you're doing it because you like something bigger, right? You're not doing it just because you like to dance. It's like always got to be something bigger. And so I really started to embrace that and, and, and thought that if that was what I was looking for, maybe other people were looking for that too, a way to have a spiritual experience of working out. Like, is that too much to ask? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. Uh, I have some thoughts on this too. I've always been a a very naturally athletic person my entire life. I've been running cross country, track, soccer, tennis, golf, like every sport. I've tried it. I love weightlifting. Uh, my husband and I run a lot of Spartan races and, and love to do half marathons and you know all this kind of thing. And something that's come into my awareness in the last couple of years of doing some of these challenging vigorously challenging and physically challenging races is the emotional and spiritual component that starts to come into it. Mm -hmm. And every time we did a Spartan race a couple weekends ago, it was 13.7 miles or something like that up some mountains. And I find myself coming back to mantra. I find myself mm -hmm. coming back to breath. I find myself expanding the capacity of what's possible. And I'm curious if you feel more and more people are tuning into exercise and movement as a spiritual expander um, beyond just like the physical of what they might enter it for, you know, the, the physical, Absolutely. the body. Yeah. What's your, your thought on that? Absolutely. I, I will say this. We wouldn't have so many, like, take a look at how many celebrities are reinventing themselves as fitness professionals. Hmm. Take a look at how the wellness industry is a, I think, trillion dollar industry. Is that right? Trillion with a T? Like we might need to fact check that, but like I fact think check. I, like even if it was just like a couple hundred billion, that would still be like enough. Like people are waking up. People want more, more, uh, more life, more life. And the thing about life is that 
wants to grow, right? Like the elemental sort of function of life is growth and expansion. And so when we're looking at something like working out, and I've said this, you know, elsewhere, but uh, the thing that is cool about kundalini yoga, as you know, is that it exercises all of the bodies. So all of your 10 bodies, you're not only your physical body, your subtle body, your pranic body, radiant body, all of those bodies get worked in. Like what people don't realize is that even just a standard workout, like running up a mountain or um, CrossFit or whatever else you're doing is exercising a couple more of your bodies, at least the pranic body. Everybody who's who's working out is 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 sort of beefing up the strength of the pranic body at the very least. If you're adding a mantra or 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 some sort of mental focus, you're definitely accessing some of those um, mental bodies as well. Um, so part of why working out can be such a spiritual and transcend transcended experience is because you're getting into those more subtle bodies and you're strengthening those subtle bodies so um absolutely i think that that everybody is looking to to sort of increase their operating potential whether that's through something like a yoga or or working out uh it wouldn't be such a huge industry if if we weren't getting some sort of additional benefit than just you know our bodies looking good and like western science no i mean i'm not huge i don't love to study the western science it just doesn't like give me energy but i know that they're they're catching up to what these ancient yogis <laughs> have known for 7000 years and wrote down in the Vedas of like why uh you know holding your arm up in a certain angle and a certain posture has these uh be benefits for money body mind and spirit it's all it's all very clear uh and all it really takes is somebody to have the wherewithal to experience it you know if you're in the middle of a cross-country run and you feel like you want to stop which if you don't feel like you want to stop <laughs> there's something wrong with you preach but you push past that in a way that is is um again this word devotional to you right like to i set out to do this i am going to be true to my word and the second you push past the sort of monkey mind telling you all the reasons why you should stop there's some gem that is unlocked in the muscle in the musculature in the very connective layers and tissues of the body, in the very cells, some, some access is opened to a higher perspective and a greater perspective. And that is what life looks like. That is what life growing more life looks like. I, I don't know. I'm not even sure if that's the right way to put it. That's what growth looks like. That's life. That's the stuff of, that's the star stuff, right? Mm. So, so well said. And I think this is why... I love one of the many reasons why I love kundalini yoga because when you're holding your arms up for an extended period of time, you go through everything. You mm -hmm. go through <laughs> the physical challenges, the cursing, the, mm -hmm. the emotional, the mental, everything you're experiencing. And then when you get out there in life and you're faced with a similar experience, you've already been through it. And you already right. know that the only way out is through it and you just continue. Right, right. You just keep up. <laughs> just keep up. You just keep up. 
So I'm curious for you, when you got more into, right, when you're in New York City and you're being a part of this, like, more superficial fitness space, and then you decided to kind of blend your spiritual nature back into your work, was that challenging or was it very well received? Uh, It was extremely challenging because at first it actually wasn't a conscious choice. Uh, At first it was a necessity. I, um, I started to burn myself out very quickly. I mean, I was in my early 20s. So when you're in your early 20s in New York City, like you're going to probably burn yourself out no matter what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's just par for the course. But um, I, the only thing that I knew for sure was that I needed a change. That, that was the only thing I wasn't thinking like, how can I, you know, how can I have a more spiritual experience of this? How can I, you know, uplift myself and others through it? I was literally just, how can I, how can I live better? Right. And I knew that I needed to incorporate more spirituality, but I wasn't thinking of it in those terms. I was more just like, I, I need, I need to get out of here. <laughs> that was like, I, whatever here is, um, whether that's samsara in general <laughs> hmm. or New York City, I need to get out. And so what I started to do uh, was just literally it was just like the basis of what I now offer as the manifestation workout. It was basically like, how can I take this energy that I realize is very potent? Like, I I know that this energy is worth more than just the sweat on my back and the sweat on my brow. I know that this energy could be uh, converted into something useful and directed into something useful. I knew that much. And so I literally just started to visualize in my workouts all that I would do similar to like chanting a mantra but at this point it wasn't even that it was just a picture of how I knew I could feel how feeling better would feel and little by little I began to piece together and manifest this move to LA that was just it made me so joyful and so happy to think of myself uh you know running on the beach Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, and still feeling connected to to my career in a way that was uh, joyful because I grew up I grew up mostly in Hawaii, which is the most beautiful beach you could have. Like, why would you leave if if you wanted a beach? Why did you leave home? But I wanted I wanted to be able to find a balance between you know that that value of of sort of beach living and 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 relaxation and ease of of life with you know, making moves in my career, I wasn't ready to go back home, you know, I wanted, I wanted to try something different. And so I started to move my body towards LA. (laughs) And, and imagine what life could look like there. And, and I tell you, it was, it was remarkable. It was magical. There's no other word for it. When I, when I really tuned in to my potential to co-create with the universe, uh, at being a function of the physical body, it was miraculous. I didn't have a job right away. And then suddenly the job that I was at 
decided to open a studio in LA and they offered me, you know, for, for me to transfer. I, I didn't have any money saved up, but all of the money that I needed was just there right when I needed it. I met my husband about six months after moving to LA. We have two beautiful boys now. It was it, nothing short of remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't until, um, sorry to answer your question, it wasn't until now being here in LA for almost eight years that I really put went back and started to put together those puzzle pieces of like but how exactly did that happen and how can I offer that as a modality to other people um it wasn't until re-sparking my commitment and my devotion to my kundalini yoga practice um and and um really using the tools that I found within that to say, oh my God, like this thing that I'm learning in, in Kundalini yoga, learning how that, how that happens. That's exactly what I did, you know, making those connections when I would hear something and I'd be like, oh my God, I've experienced that. And putting those, those puzzle pieces together. uh, Yeah. It took years. It took years. So, so many years. (laughs) But it's so beautiful when you can look at it and reflect and be like, oh my gosh, all these puzzle pieces were coming together and I just didn't realize it at the time. Exactly. So my next question is about how we can invite people to reconnect with their bodies because you probably see this, we we notice it in the collective. Many people aren't connected to their bodies and maybe they don't feel safe to do so. There's my dog. <laughs> um, what is your invitation to reconnect? I would say um, the first step is always a deep conscious breath. You can get so far with that. If you just, you know, if you have any kind of a, um, any kind of a meditative practice, um, doesn't matter what it looks like, you are starting to train your mind, right? That's essentially what, what we're doing in meditation. We're kind of self-hypnotizing or training our minds um, so that in a situation where you start to feel a sort of subconscious uh, uh, trigger or, or, or an old pattern or something coming up uh, or even a new pattern, anxiety or whatever it is, Um, to have enough body awareness to be able to, in that moment, take a deep breath is a, is a, is a meditative training, right? So we're not disassociating the body from the mind where we are using them in tandem and in harmony. Uh, That would be my first tip. My second tip would be to drink a big glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) because um, from the Ayurvedic perspective, uh, you know, we have all these tissue layers of the body. We have seven tissue layers of the body and each sort of um, affects the next. And when one tissue layer is properly nourished, that byproduct, so to speak, nourishes the the subsequent tissue layers. And the first tissue layer um, that that you can nourish is nourished primarily by hydration. So um, when you can hydrate the body, uh, that will have a cascading effect uh, to all the other tissue layers, which I should say each tissue layer has a psychological and or 
emotional uh, byproduct as well. So we're not just talking about the body being healthy when we're drinking a big glass of water. We're also talking about your emotional capacities and your emotional um, faculties being healthy. So those two things, taking a deep breath and drinking a big glass of water, anyone can do. It takes absolutely zero money to do it. Um, so that would be, those would be the first two things I would say. Um, with If you want to go deeper into that, I would say to um, to challenge yourself and to try to have a bigger experience of working out. And what I mean by that is do a workout that's maybe a little different uh, than what you would normally do and or push yourself a little bit harder than what you normally would because 99.9% .9 of the time, the answer that you're looking for it lies just beyond, again, what we were talking about, lies just beyond that point where you think you need to stop. There are so many whispers of, of wisdom, of ultimate wisdom that live right past that point where you think you want to stop. But, but so many people, and I've been teaching fitness for over a decade, so many people sort of divert the responsibility of how hard the workout is onto the trainer or to the teacher like you know oh i took this class it was only so so it was so easy you know blah 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 i didn't really get a good sweat that's that's on you <laughs> that's your fault <laughs> you didn't have a a bigger experience because uh most people just come up and this is in fitness and in life they just show up and go through the motions and that's just not enough it's just not enough to come up to show up and go through the motions you have to apply yourself in a bigger way in order to have a bigger experience so that would be my my advice <laughs> Ooh, I think we could have a whole second episode on um, the personal responsibility piece because it's not yeah. just in fitness, but, you know, I've never thought about it that way. So thank you for for bringing that into my awareness and the awareness of those who listen. It goes for everything in life, you know, relationships, mm -hmm. conversations, um, a teacher-student relationship. We are the leaders. Like, we have to, to take responsibility and not project our quote-unquote wins or losses are good or right. bad onto others wow right mm. it's a self-initiation correct right? yeah oh, i love that so i have two more questions for you um the first one is really just about what's going on in in your life and business and where can people connect with you what do you have coming up for them yeah, I'm so excited right now because um, the manifestation workout, which I mentioned, um, is really taking form and taking shape in such a beautiful way. So, um, you know, if we're just talking about uh, esoterica and spirituality, yeah, there's a lot of cool, funny things that you can do, a lot of party tricks that you can do, you know, when you're a little bit more tuned in, when you're a little bit more aware of the subtle energy, when you increase your creative capacity and your uh, intuition and all of that. Um, and one of the fun things that we get to experience as human beings is this idea of co-creation with the universe, is, is this idea of, you know, projecting a thought onto the the thinking stuff that it that pervades all this universe that the the primordial vibration that allows things and makes them manifest uh big and small and uh and and impressing that that thought up 
upon that substance to, to create something, right? Uh, and like I said, through this process of moving to LA, I developed a, a way to do that with, with your workout, you know, let's kill two birds with one stone. I'm all, I'm a Capricorn. I'm all about efficiency. (laughs) So I might as well, like, why not just merge my manifestation practice with my workout? And so this, um, this process of, um, launching the manifestation workout and making it available has been, um, just such a joy in my life because of how long I sort of fought with um, whether or not it was even, you know, if I even had the right to like dare to do something like that. Um, So it's a, it's a membership portal, basically you, um, you know, people sign up monthly and then we work out together live on zoom three times a week. We do, you know, our, our manifestation workout three times a week. And then there's a bunch of supplemental workouts. I offer uh, a Kundalini yoga class. I offer a meditation class that goes, you know, hand in hand with whatever we're sort of working on. So whatever aspect of the manifestation process, whether that be, um, you know, uncovering and unrooting subconscious beliefs, um, you know, whatever, whatever the sort of theme is. I'll offer sort of additional content um, for people to work with. Um, We'll mastermind every month on the new moon to sort of declare ourselves to each other and to the universe and be in community because there is something really magical about, uh, about being in community. And I don't know if you've experienced this, probably you have in the last year and a half, but um, there is a, a definitive change in the collective consciousness when people come together regardless of the physical distance and yes there are some things that you can only get when your feet are on the ground in the place right that that you need to be there physically for but I was really taken aback and surprised how much uh, energy is transformed transmuted translated through the virtual space it's pretty amazing (laughs) I could not agree more. Yes, yes, yes. And Joy, what you're creating just sounds absolutely phenomenal. And I love this blend of the physical, but with something so much more. So thank you for for bringing it all together and uh, making sense, I think, of what some people probably feel. And you're just putting it into um, an understandable, digestible uh, way that they can experience it for themselves. I'm so glad that you think that because that's exactly my, that's exactly my mission. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Mission accomplished. Um, All right. So I'm very much like a visionary, a dreamer, a, a person who likes to think, think really big. So I'm curious in your opinion, what would the world look like if more people recognized that their bodies were superhuman? (laughs) No big deal. Uh, there would be no war, <laughs> not a big, not a big, you know, not a big ask. <laughs> um, there would be no war. Uh, if people realized that their bodies were superhuman, um, we would see, I mean, I think we're starting to see, we're on the precipice of this now, like even something as kind of like funky and cool and like, Ooh, what's that as like cryptocurrency and NFTs, like the fact that an artist, a visual artist who previously could never 
you know, merge this idea of material, physical wealth with their craft and their art. The, the fact that artists can now be the new, I mean, I think be the new Wall Street, mm-hmm. that going into a creative field could be the new uh, banking profession yes. is remarkable and is and is a testament to this idea of people understanding how powerful their physical body is to to create a world that's different and i know you know i'm not saying like you know whoever created this idea of cryptocurrency was like freaking working out <laughs> and that's why but it, it the the wisdom is, is sound when you start to increase your awareness and this is what we were taught in kundalini yoga when you start to increase your awareness you can create anything you can create anything you can be you know literally harry potter and the sorcerer's freaking stone (laughs) (laughs) that we are magical beings and and the physical body is is just one way that we can understand that and harness that magic yeah i'm really excited to see uh where we go as creators and as artists and and as dreamers Hmm. now that we have set this precedent of of imagining you know when something's not working throwing it out and trying something new uh, that's that's a function of the physical body. I love it. I'm very, very excited with you. And it's beautiful to see that creativity is becoming almost recognized again in its wholeness. Mm-hmm. Okay, last question. What is your, um, your website or Instagram handle? Where can people directly connect with you? Yeah, well, I would love to connect um, on Instagram. My Instagram is Joy Lilikoi, J-O-I-L-I-L-I-K-O-I. And my TikTok is the same. TikTok is kind of where the party's at, actually. So if you're not on TikTok, you need to get on TikTok. <laughs> I'm not on it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Everybody get on TikTok. That's where the party's at for sure. Um, but you can find me. You can find everything that I'm doing through 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 my Instagram and my TikTok. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. This has been a very fun conversation for me as well. And I just appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here, Joy. Thank you. It was my pleasure. <laughs>